LinkedIn Live started out with so much promise. At least for me, it did. Next month, it'll be almost... Well, next month, it will be three years since I did my first LinkedIn Live broadcast. And boy, was I excited about it. I mean, I was so excited that I got LinkedIn Live. I started a podcast called Ross Brand Live where the cover of the podcast showed like me and a microphone and going from the microphone were these waves or sound waves to uh, LinkedIn and it was all going to be taken from LinkedIn live shows. I think I ended up doing like four episodes. It didn't last long. Heck, my motivation for starting StreamYard Connect was that StreamYard had gotten access to be a third-party tool for going to LinkedIn Live, and I thought, wow, this is a great opportunity to differentiate StreamYard because now there's a tool that really makes it easy and that's stable, and, you know, we can show what can be done um, on a professional business platform using a tool like StreamYard, um, how easily... Uh, business people, professionals, creators can get on, connect, and can multi-stream. But the show started out as as a show for LinkedIn. It wasn't until the second season that we actually started the first started multi-stream. The first twelve episodes were all LinkedIn episodes exclusively. At, at that time, Streamyard really had no following on its own page so we were going to my personal profile and then I would hop on after the show and I would do a post show on the StreamYard business page in order to try and build that up and draw people from my account over to the StreamYard account and the show was really appropriate for LinkedIn I mean yeah we promoted the StreamYard brand of course But most of the show was kind of industry news. It was a little bit of industry news, and then I would maybe provide a little bit of commentary. We would feature somebody who was using StreamYard and what their role was um, as a live streamer, a podcaster, creator. And that was the show. And, And both my own broadcasts and those StreamYard Connect broadcasts did amazingly well on the platform in the beginning and so I was I was thrilled about it I remember going back as far as 2017 I remember Professor Nez and I did a show when he was a guest on Livestream stars and we called it something like pros and cons of LinkedIn video we talked about the potential for video and live streaming on LinkedIn and why you know if you were doing sort of clean, business-appropriate content, LinkedIn could be a tremendous opportunity. But of course, the platform gets a vote in all this. (laughs) And when I look back three years now, since I got access to LinkedIn Live, probably close to three and a half years or more since they started rolling it out to, to people, 
And I don't think it's progressed that much. I mean, I, I think it's like the biggest waste of opportunity that's that's out there. I, I'm so thoroughly disappointed with the whole LinkedIn Live experience at this point. In the beginning, they were making your, your broadcasts available to everybody. Like, if somebody was in your network, it seemed they were getting notified when you went live. And you knew that wouldn't last. Um, although it was great fun in the beginning because I, I was getting thousands and thousands of views on, on each live stream. And um, my network grew a lot. Like, I think I had maybe three or 4,000 connections or followers. I think, you know, over the next six months to a year, it must have grown, you know, five times that amount. <laughs> Um, so I was obviously enjoying the reach at that time that I was getting. And it, it seems like LinkedIn slowly throttled that over time. Um, I know they only alert people in your network who might be online or might frequently have watched your live. So the less I've gone live over the years on LinkedIn, the fewer people who get notified uh, if I do go live, it's been quite a while. I can't even remember the last time I went live on LinkedIn. I, I just got frustrated and disappointed with it. And the reason I'm talking about this now is in going through the process of putting together this recordings podcast in which I'm doing new episodes like this, but I'm also going through my catalog of recordings, which is why it's called recordings, and taking the audio and adding it to this podcast, to the podcast feed, making an episode out of each of my live streams and videos and backdating them so that they, they fall in reverse chronological order so the new stuff will always be on top. And for those broadcasts that went to LinkedIn Live prior to when StreamYard started recording, I'm realizing how little things have advanced with LinkedIn Live and LinkedIn Video in three years. There's no way to download the video that you did. I really only want the audio. Now, LinkedIn would probably say that, well, the reactions and people's comments and stuff, that's you know, maybe that's proprietary or they need to protect people's identity or whatever. Although there's no reason why they couldn't have the ability to record a clean feed. In other words, just record without the comments and reactions of version versus the version that, you know, goes out to the world. And then you see on the replay, they could have a downloadable version that doesn't have that. I'm, I'm very sure that that capabilities within the hands of any major social platform. So that's one frustration is that I can't just download my videos. I mean, it's my content, right? I mean, I should own it. I made it and I only want the audio anyway. So there's no option to even just take the audio, which would then, it would seem to be, take away any of the worry of what was shown on the screen or what people posted on the screen, their reactions, anything that was maybe proprietary or needed to be protected to protect the 
you know, name, image, likeness of people who are watching and whose comment got put on the screen or whatever with their avatar. I get all that. But no way to download your own video? Not good. The other thing is, there's still, for profiles, no video tab. So I have to scroll through all my posts in order to find the video that I'm looking for. And God forbid I click on that video or I click the wrong thing, I go back to the top of the page again. Um, So there's no video tab where you can just have your videos, no way to organize your videos, no playlists, none of that exists on LinkedIn. Your video just sits in, in your activity list of posts wherever it fell. I guess you could take that post and you could pin it or you could feature it or whatever, but in general, if you have more than a couple of videos and you don't want to feature them all or whatever, repost them all, um, it's a lot of work. So that's another frustration. The next frustration I found, I thought it might be interesting to see how many views my videos got the view numbers. I don't want to make more out of views than than they are, but it's not completely irrelevant. And it gives me an indicator of kind of what the reach was at different times. I can't find that information except on the latest videos that I've uploaded. Or if I had gone live recently, I would probably see it as well. So that's a disappointment. Um, I can see the comments. I can see the number of reactions. But the views don't appear anywhere that I can find them for my uh, my older, older videos. And that's not all that I found frustrating. The next thing that's frustrating is I didn't see a date. I'd like to know what date the video was done. And of course, there are other ways I can find that out. Um, It's not the only place of information, but again, it would be nice to have that as the post instead of two years ago or three years ago uh, as as the only information available as to when I did a certain live stream. And so these are all frustrations that just seem silly. And we know that... We know that... uh, LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft, right? And we certainly know that Microsoft has the talent within house because they own Skype, which you see being used on TV and in high quality broadcasts to bring guests on. And Skype pioneered NDI, NDI um, for you know their, their rollout of Skype for content creators about three or four years ago, um, which let you connect at home or at work along the same network from your cameras and different devices wirelessly. Very advanced stuff. It allowed you to take your Skype and bring it into like a Wirecast or an OBS. Uh, Again, wirelessly um, without um, having to scrape the screen and do all those things, framing and all that stuff that you used to have to do, routing the audio. Major advance, major move forward. Uh, Skype did that in partnership with um, New Tech, I believe. Uh, pioneered that that NDI 
which was huge. Also, Microsoft Teams is fairly forward-looking on, on coming up with solutions, not just for in, intra-office <laughs> communications, but for making Teams a part of a larger broadcast. Um, and, and so that that's pretty forward-looking. So I just can't figure out exactly what's going on with LinkedIn Live. Is it a priority? Is it not a priority? There's a lot more I could say about this. I don't know how much to get into or not to get into. I'm not sure if this topic's of interest or it's not of interest. I don't want to seem like I'm complaining about my personal frustrations, but I think... I can't be the only one who's noticed this, right? I mean, other people have to be saying, what the heck's going on? There have been a lot of stops and starts with audio and video on LinkedIn. There was an experiment with stories, which seems so not LinkedIn, (laughs) and they got rid of that. But there are people doing good content with live, but not enough of them, and I think... Whether it's the lack of reach, whether it's the the lack of uh, understanding how everything works with LinkedIn Live, it's just something needs to be re-energized. Maybe it's what people are seeing in their feed. I'm not sure. But LinkedIn seemed like such a great opportunity for a creator who was in business. You know, the hobbyist creator might be happy just going to YouTube or Facebook, but the person in business using content as part of marketing their business seemed like being on LinkedIn was such a great opportunity. And again, for me at first it was, but more recently it's it's been kind of a disappointment. And I know that there's people that I'm connected to, people who were in the 100 Predictions book, both the first and the second book who are extremely active on LinkedIn, who've been very successful in using the platform, who have big followings on it, who use live and uploaded video. And so I'd love to hear what they have to say, what they think is the issue with LinkedIn or is not the issue. Maybe the issue's with me. Maybe there's workarounds or maybe there are actually easy ways to find out the information and do the things that I want to do and I just might not be aware of them. Maybe there's something in my settings that uh, isn't right. Maybe there's something I don't know about constructing a post or uh, going through your archive or whatever it is that that hasn't gotten me the results that I had hoped from, from the platform. But we're really looking at after the first year, and like I say, it's been close to, it'll be three years next month. After the first year, I didn't put much emphasis on the platform at all. I mean, I just, if I went to it, it was an afterthought. And I thought it was going to become my primary destination. So, I'm disappointed. I don't know how others feel, but I'd love to hear from you. What's your experience been as a creator? 
as an entrepreneur, as somebody working with brands, what's your experience been using LinkedIn, putting content on LinkedIn, video, uploaded video, recorded video, audio? I know there's live audio events now. But it just seems like more should have happened with LinkedIn Live. Does every, I mean, what is the story with people getting access? There hasn't been a particularly transparent process to understand why some people get access and some people don't. There's certainly people who are, I don't know, I would think in, by any objective criteria should, should have had it years ago and it took them a long, long time to get it. And uh, it's kind of hard to understand that, why they've been delayed so much in, in getting it. So I, it's hard to understand a lot of this. And perhaps somebody who I'm connected to or somebody I'm not connected to who happens to listen to this has some ideas. Bring that enthusiasm back for LinkedIn that I once had, the potential I once saw on the platform, my desire to, to do shows on it. I mean... When I think about much of my content, I, I don't think there's a better fit than LinkedIn for, for much of it. I mean, there's the live stream deals kind of stuff, which is great for Amazon, and it works on the other platforms too. But where I'm talking about industry news, stuff in live streaming, podcasting, broadcasting, YouTube, video creation... business strategy, things like that. Should be a great fit for LinkedIn. My content is fairly polished. Um, I've got a broadcasting background and I work basically 100% clean. There's no explicit language. There's nothing inappropriate. Perhaps I need to put on a dress shirt or a tie, make sure I'm clean shaven. I don't know. But I'm saying this content should should be very appropriate for a business professional platform. And yet, after taking off in the first six months or so on the platform, it's been a, a slow decline to where I, I guess I'd say after about a year, I stopped paying attention, so... Those are my thoughts on LinkedIn Live. I would love to love this platform again. I would love to get back into doing more on LinkedIn. But to be honest, um, I think I'm hoping there's something more that's going to come with it. We'll see. I'm Ross Brand. Thanks for listening to the Recordings Podcast. You can find all our episodes at Ross Brand Recordings. Dot com, and we'd love it if you took a minute to rate and review the podcast so we can get it in front of more people and let more people know what we're doing with this recordings podcast. Thank you so much again for listening, and we'll talk to you again on another episode of the Recordings Podcast. Take care, everybody.